Hi, it's Jim Caruso, and I want to welcome you to Random Stories with Your Coffee. So I'd encourage you to grab yourself a cup of coffee, and then over the next few minutes, um, I'd like to share a story with you that will hopefully brighten your day, bring a, a smile to your life, and um, maybe something you can relate to, but from the lighter side of life, especially with COVID. We're in the second year of COVID, and uh, we just actually need a time to laugh. So these stories that I want to share with you over these these many different podcasts have to do with being raised in a dysfunctional home, my teenage years, my careers, my marriage, my kids, um, the different uh, places we've traveled, um, everything from RVing to, to um, retirement. And so I uh, just want you to stay tuned and thank you for joining us today. It's laundry day. And so here I am sitting in my pickup truck outside the laundromat, waiting for the washers to go and the dryers to complete. And then we can head home because we live in an RV full time. And so we don't have a washer and dryer in our RV. So it's a great place to do my podcast. So what about this RVing? Well, just um, one of the interesting things is it is Easter this weekend as I'm doing this podcast. And, um, you know, you can, have a, you can have a turkey or you can have ham or whatever the case is. Well, we have this little tiny oven in, um, in, our, in our RV, as most RVs have. And so we wanted to cook a turkey, but it just didn't seem to work. So, so what I did is um, I went and bought a tray that fit in, has to be exactly the right size. And then I bought a, the smallest turkey I could find, but it was too high to fit into the oven. So if you kind of heard my last podcast, I told you that I was a bit of a paramedic for a few years, full time and then part time. And so um, I thought, you know how I could, <laughs> you know how I could do this is I would just do a chest compression on the turkey when it's in the pan and push it down and <laughs> basically break the sternum and <laughs> the rib cage. And you know what? It did work. I pushed down with one good CPR thrust and um, and the turkey fit in very very well so so that's a little hint for any RVers who want to cook a turkey in their tiny oven the other thing is that my wife and I we live in an area where it's really quite windy and uh, so one day when it was windy we're gonna have some company over my brother and his wife and um, so so my wife um, saw the awning flipping up and down and I thought oh that's not too bad I know some of the people other people had their awnings tore off by the wind but hey that's not going to happen to mine of course so we had this little kind of discussion you know the kind you have between husband and wife and uh, she says uh, you should turn an awning in and I said no it's good it's fine and um, at that time that there was a knock on the door and my brother and his wife came and so the awning was still out the wind was still blowing, but it was dark, and so you couldn't really see, you could hear it. But So we're sitting there, and we're sitting there for a while. And my wife just gets up while supper's cooking and goes over to the control box, you know, where it has a slides in and out, awnings in and out, lights on and off, all that, all that. And I didn't know what she was doing, and obviously 
neither did she because instead of bringing the awning in with the button, she pushed bring the slide in. Now our, our trailer's set up, right? And so my brother and his wife are sitting there and I'm sitting across from them. We have two slides in our trailer. And I see, <laughs> I see my sister-in-law grab my brother's hand because the slide's coming in while they're sitting in the, on the couch. And um, of course, <laughs> her eyes were quite large and she was quite scared. And Tony, my brother was the same. He was looking at what's going on here. And I was wondering what was going on. And, and I looked down the hall and there's Elaine with the button, but the wrong button. So um, <laughs> she, she, she didn't bring it in very far, just enough to scare them very, very seriously. And, uh, and then she uh, let it go and obviously slid the slide out and brought the awning in. So um, there's just a few things that happen with RVers and I'm sure that if you're an RVer, you can tell some tremendous stories as well. So this morning, I just wanna talk to you about how did we get there? I mean, how do we get to living in our RV full time? Um, and, uh, and so this is how it started. There's one day and we've been looking, we've been looking for an RV. We lived in a city in a townhouse and, and uh, we thought, you know, it'd be really nice to have an RV to get out and get away. And, and of course I had a Honda Civic. So, you know, it would mean getting a truck and all that kind of stuff too. So one day we went from our town uh, to about, oh, about a hundred miles away and looked at, just went in to look, honestly, we just went in to look one morning. Uh, into the RV place uh, that sells uh, nice units. And walked in the door, uh, into the storeroom, into the showroom, walked around, saw some beautiful units. And uh, then there was the one, you know the one? You walk in and you go, oh. And it had, there's a whole bunch of psychology with uh, selling an RV. It was warm inside the showroom, had plenty of lights, had all sorts of artificial foliage all around it. It was, um, it was showroom. It was all out, we had two slides on it. I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even know we had two slides till after we bought it. Um, and then I realized we had two slides, which was a bonus. Anyways, that's how sharp we were about buying, but we were just looking, so we weren't gonna buy anything that day. Um, so I, I <laughs> actually had gone um, into the trailer, sat down and it's got theater seats and across from that, has a couch and so when I sat down with the wife in the theater seats salesman was there with us and, and she just said to me this is the one I want and I'd saw the price seen the price anyways I knew the price when I got in to the trailer and uh, I said to her do you know how much this one costs and she says I don't care <laughs> which is a great answer right um, because now we're pensioners, right? And we had government was paying us to be alive. And so we were gonna use our pension money to buy this trailer. So she says, this is the one I want. So we kind of told the salesman we're really interested in that one. And then we went out and he showed us some other ones. And, and this is where the psychology part comes in, I think. Um, it was rainy that day uh, where we lived uh, or where the, our, the RV place was. So we went out and it was a bit cool and, and, and none of the, RVs in the lot had lights on or you know and there was gravel and so you walked in and there's a bit of gravel in your shoes and they were cold and it was just not the same so we looked at four or five units and then we came back in 
and looked at this other unit, sat down, talked with the salesman for quite a while. Other people were coming in and out. And we said, let's buy this one. And so we went and signed the papers and all that kind of stuff. And we were so excited because we were just going to look, remember? Then we get out <laughs> and we realize that we have a Honda Civic. And, um, and, <laughs> and it's not going to tow this 30-foot trailer. So right away we phoned our son because um, he, he has the same unit, same truck and everything. The truck that we longed for for four years, right? The truck that we'd been kind of looking for for all those four years. And even that morning that we went down to look at the trailer, we had stopped in at a Ford dealer because I'm a Ford guy. Uh, and then you can write in and tell me whatever you want on that statement, but uh, I'm a Ford guy. And so we went into this, I'd been tracing this one truck that I wanted and it was on the lot in that same town that the RV place was. And so I, I drove in there first before going to the RV um, sales. And I walked in and I said, hey, I'm, I'm interested. Or, or actually there's just two guys in the whole showroom. Uh, and so I assumed that they were salesmen, but they didn't, they didn't even acknowledge me. And I had to break up their little conversation and say, hey, well, are you guys, you know, salespersons? And they said, yeah. And uh, then this one guy says, yeah, what do you want? And I said, well, I'm looking at this truck that I've been following on your website and it's exactly what I'm looking for. And it's sitting in your parking lot. He says, oh, come on into the office. So I go into his office and he takes 15 minutes to try to find it in his inventory. And he says, I can't find it. I says, well, it's there. My truck's parked in front of it. He says, well, I can't seem to find it. And he kept working on this for, well, it seemed like 15 minutes. Maybe it wasn't, but I thought, why don't you just come out with me and I'll show you the truck that's in your parking lot. And he didn't. And so what I did was, <laughs> I said, hey, no problems. I'll just, uh, I'll just kind of take a look around and maybe I'll find the truck I'm looking for. Because I thought, if you don't want to have the effort to go out and take a look, I was going to buy the truck. Because I'm a pensioner and the government was paying me, right? So I had lots of money. Well, not at that time, but I would have over the years if I kept alive. So anyways, um, I got out, got into my truck and drove away. And that's where we went down and we bought the trailer. Then we got out, as I was saying, and um, phoned my son. Said, hey, um, remember that truck we talked about for the last four years? Well, I need it by next Saturday. And so they just bought a 30-foot trailer. And he goes, you're nuts. And I said, yeah, I am, but I know I can't pull it with my Honda. So how about if you find me a truck? And so he did. He found me a truck, and it's just a great truck. I love it. I'm sitting in the cab of it right now. This is my podcasting booth. And um, so I'm I'm uh, talking to him on the phone, and, and we get the deal. And it's, again, it's five miles north of where we live now. And so they have to bring it from the east part of British Columbia. It, it's just like a it's just like a saga in itself. And I wanted it painted, you know, a stripe on the bottom and I wanted this and I wanted that. So, but they were so good at the dealership that they had it all ready for me on Saturday. I paid for it. Well, me and Mr. Ford credit paid for it. And, um, and then I took the truck down, hooked up to my trailer um, that following Monday 
had just the most amazing feeling with 53 feet now of unit. And I hadn't pulled a trailer for some 30 or 40 years. And I was like thinking, I gotta go out of this city, down this main street, onto this other street, and then out onto the freeway. And all I could think about is going around the corner and taking out a, a lamp post or running over somebody who's in the sidewalk because I have no idea what I'm doing. But I hooked it all up. They hooked it up for me. I made it out, made it onto the freeway, and everything started to seem to pull really, really well. And I had thought, well, this is going to be okay. So we had booked five days at an RV park, oh, about, I'd say, maybe an hour and a half from where the RV place was that we bought it. And so we're heading down there, and, and um, that happened to be the five days that there was a torrential downpour. Honestly, every single hour of the day was rain. And so we get into our campsite and thankfully it was a pull through and not something I had to back in because I didn't have any idea how to do that. So I pulled my truck in and I put the, put the things down, hooked everything up, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully hooked everything up right because all you have is these horror stories of the septic tube. And if you watched uh, the RV uh, movie, um, you, you just have this fear that that's what's going to happen to you. Anyways, we got it all hooked up, got it all figured out. And of course, moving from our house into the trailer just for holidays, we had, to, we had to buy so many things. So we had all that stuff in our pickup truck. And so when we had done, and everybody was watching as we undid things out of cardboard, out of packaging, put them in, and there was a whole truckload of cardboard when we were done and everything was new and it was so exciting and, and still raining, but it was still exciting. And so we went in and we made a nice meal together and we just spent the last, the next few days in, uh, in the RV in the rain. And yet, yeah, but it was so exciting. It was so nice. So I said to, <clears throat> I said to Elaine, um, we, we forgot to think about one thing. And she said, what's that? And she says, or I said, we don't really have anywhere to park this because you see we live in a townhouse in our garage in our townhouse our truck now doesn't even fit in there so there's no backyard there's nowhere to put this you can't park it on the street so for the next two days or the first two days we phoned all over the the the, the area within a hundred miles looking for a place to store our unit and we were able to get one finally on the third day is $100 a month, so but you never think of that, right? Because the government's paying me be, to be alive and it still fits into the budget. So there we are. We got a place to park it. We, we uh, spend the five days there. We have a great time. I move it over to the storage and we go home. And, uh, and then we would take it back and forth um, over the years. Like we had it for two years before we moved into it full time. And we really enjoyed it. We had a lot of fun. So now we live in it full time. And so let me tell you how that happened. I had been uh, pastoring a church um, in that particular area for five years and uh, had planned to stay another five. But then I just felt, you know what, I'm getting to be around 67. And um, I just kind of felt it's okay to retire. So 
not knowing what that even means, and we'll talk about retirement here in another podcast, but not really knowing what that means, I talked to my board and then I gave my letter of resignation that I was retiring, and so we left at the end of January, almost, well, just over a year ago now. And um, and so I uh, had my trailer at that time, not at the place where we had originally stored it, but I took it up to my son's place. And he lives uh, about five, where I bought the truck about five hours north. And when they have winter, they really have winter. We are down at the coast in BC, and he's in about the, not quite the middle of BC, but he has winter. So my trailer was all covered with a very expensive a canvas um, covering. Of course, you have to have that, and it has to be designer. It can't be just a, you know, it can't be just a plain Jane one. It's got to be, uh, it's got to be nice. So of course, we bought a nice one and I stored it up there. So as we're moving out of our townhouse, planning to move into our RV permanently, booked a place and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so I went up one day to, with a whole bunch of totes. We'd sold all our furniture and everything. We just had whatever we owned were in a few totes. And I threw them in the back of my truck and drove up to see my son and stored at his place because that's what they do to you, right? When they move out, they store stuff at your house. So if you can live long enough, you might get a chance to store stuff at their house and eat their meals and sleep in their bed. Anyways, um, so I, I went up there for the weekend and drop these totes off and you know I thought it the roads were pretty good because usually they're not so good in January roads are pretty good why don't I just hook up bring the trailer down and then Elaine won't have to go on that terror trip because it is pretty scary for her pulling a trailer in the winter time scary for her driving in the winter time without pulling a trailer so I wanted to respect that so what I did is I said to, to my son, hey, let's uh, let's pull the snow off, take the ca- the cover off and, and pull it out of the snow bank that it's in. And I think I'll take it down with me. And it was a good decision because the roads were really good. I phoned ahead and booked the, the place earlier uh, that we were gonna be staying at in just in Aldergrove in the lower mainland. And um, so I, I was uh, able to bring it in that weekend. So I brought it in, set it all up, the power up, hook the lights up, uh, or that's power, but hook the sewer up, hook all the things up, put a, a, a hose in there that wouldn't freeze. And But I didn't tell my wife that I'd done this and I was going to surprise her. So I came home and after I'd done all this and just said, hey, you know, things are, things are good and I'm really excited about moving. So I said, hey, how about on Wednesday, why don't we, uh, why don't we go down to, uh, to the trailer park where we're going to be uh, living in our RV and take a look at the lot where we're going to do it, you know, where we're going to stay. And so she said, sure, let's go do that. So I'd, I'd had actually in the back of the truck a nice meal, coffee. Um, I was going to really surprise her, you know, because it's all set up. Um, <laughs> it was raining and snowing that day. And that's okay because we're in the trailer right and it's nice and warm and everything so I get her down there and I says so where would you like to stay and she says well I'd like to be up on the hill here blah 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 and all that kind of stuff and so I says what about lot 29 she says oh that's perfect but there's a trailer in it and then she goes it's our trailer how did that happen 
And so then I told her the story. I wanted to bring this down for her. And I wanted her not to have to go, you know, pull the trailer down in the wintertime and have it all set up. And then we could just start moving stuff in. So she was so excited. So she went down to the office and I went up to shovel the snow off the roof because there's quite a bit. And um, I was doing really well. I had a broom and I was shoveling it off. And and the next day, <laughs> I have a skylight. Like it's a pretty fancy trailer. Skylight's 14 inches wide and about 30, maybe 20, 30 inches. Yeah, 30, 32 inches long. And it's right in the middle, right over the kitchen sink. And I was doing so well. And Elaine, my wife, was down at the office and she was walking back and I turned to say something to her because it wasn't that far away. And I stepped through the skylight. Now it's still raining and pouring. And you have to remember that I didn't bring any work clothes or any warm clothes because we're just gonna have supper and then go home. Now I'm sitting, (laughs) well, not really sitting, but one of my legs is down through the skylight right to where it begins and the other one straight out on the roof and now the first thing I'm thinking is I'm a former paramedic how would you get some idiot off the roof who fell through a skylight is in like that because he probably dislocated his hip I'm, I'm going through this scenario in my mind they have to bring a helicopter in maybe to bring me off and I checked myself and thought you know I don't feel any dislocation I don't feel any pain Um, And it's pouring rain and wet snow. So I'm going, come on, get out. So I got my leg out of there and and then I got, I crawled down and and my ladder on the RV is now, where I backed it in, is under a big pine tree that is full of this slushy wet snow. So when I go to get on the ladder, I knock all the branches, all the snow comes down the back of my neck. And I get down there and I don't have anything to cover that hole. I don't have any tarps, I don't have any buckets, I don't have any anything. And um, and inside, the, the skylight shattered. There's snow all over the floor, or snow all over the kitchen sink, and the water's just pouring in. So I just didn't know what to do. I didn't have anything. So what I did was ran down 30 minutes away to Walmart to get a tub that I could turn upside down and a tarp that I could tie down and some bungee cords. Well, of course, just because it's a big city and a big Walmart doesn't mean that they have everything. So I was able to get the tub there. I had to go to Home Depot, which is another 20 minutes the other way. On the way, (laughs) I got all the tarps. I got all what I needed. On the way back, of course, all this other stuff was pouring in. It's dark. It's wet. I'm still freezing. And then I have to go and get Um, up on the roof again through the pine tree which had now gathered a whole bunch more snow and ice and water and down the back of my neck it went and I'm standing up on top of this slippery roof that's got this big hole in it I put the tub upside down on there and I put the canvas across or the the tarp across and then I bungee cord it down and my hands are numb and I can already go down the beautiful ladder with the pine tree and all the snow and stuff going down there for the last time which was nice and, um, and of course, we're not going to stay in the trailer and have uh, supper because the place is a disaster. So I get in the truck, I get warmed up enough, and then we, you know, my, I could feel my hands again. To this day, I look at the skylight and I see that it's sealed and dry and I enjoy the whole thing about RVing. <laughs>
I got other RV stories. I want to share them with you. I got retirement stories. I have all sorts of crazy stories that I want to share with you. And I will over the next few podcasts, quite a few podcasts. So thanks for joining me. Uh, Check out my Facebook page. Uh, Drop me a line. Send me a comment. I would love to hear from you. All right. Thank you.